Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here with Jake Circus of the Jake Circus podcast, as well as super fans, Heath and Riley Goldman. And this Hootay. is And this is the week 17 preview of Jungle Talk. Here we go. The game, the game everybody had marked on their calendars because we didn't have to play the Bills last year. Um, this is it. This is uh, this is a huge one. I mean, both teams know they're going to the postseason, but we could knock, we could literally knock the Bills down to the three seed and we could be two, which would be, I would take that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're running out of these episodes. Hopefully we have what? So five more. That's the goal. I mean, yeah. If we end up playing wildcard weekend, hopefully we get, we have four more after this. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a big one because, you know, I don't, I think, this this has a a lot of 2014 Monday Night Football vibes with uh, Bengals Broncos and then and then the next year too when McCarron was playing for uh for one of the first round buys and you know I think that was the game that AJ Green fumbled and we lost right and the rest is history but no this has like those you know end of December late season vibes it's good that the Bengals are you know back in that picture and they they're going to be for for years to come. Yeah, well, this is a big one. I expect a, a playoff atmosphere. Before I forget, let's take care of some housekeeping. Jake, you do multiple podcasts. Tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, uh, Jake Circus podcast on Spotify. Great episode this week, recapping uh, the games from last week. I actually did a did a little digging about some of the history of teams who go into the postseason um, with super long winning streaks like the Bengals might, like right. the Niners, and the Bills are also on a pretty big streak themselves as well. So uh, listen to that episode. Some good nuggets in there. Uh, and then gambling episode coming out Saturday. Have a great guest from Bleacher Report. We're going to preview the full NFL slate, the college football playoff games, uh, and then the Monday bowl games as well. So great stuff coming out for me in the future as this is the best time of year for football. What was the conclusion on what was the conclusion teams on winning teams? Yeah, so there's been eleven teams in NFL history to enter into the postseason on a winning streak of eight games or more. Only one of them has ever won the Super Bowl. That was the 2003 Patriots, and less than half of them have even won a playoff game. Only five oh. teams of the eleven to enter in the postseason on a eight-plus game winning streak even won a playoff game. You know, most of them got first round by, so they got, you know, they lost in the division around. And one of the things that I was looking at as well, does having the buy actually for a really hot team, does having that first round by um, affect you at all? Going home, you know, seeing your family for a week when you're really in football mode. Um, but this year, with the extra playoffs team only one by, the Niners aren't going to get it. The Bengals most likely will not. So even if they, and the Bills, well, the Bills, if they would, if they, finish off this winning streak because they control their own destiny for the one. But if the Bengals and Niners enter on in, in, in these super long winning streaks, they went out, they don't have the buy. So we'll see. Right. Interesting. One of your, one of your smart guests uh, a couple episodes back uh, brought this issue up. If I remember uh, correctly. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it's... <laughs> it was the last episode. <laughs> it wasn't a couple episodes back. What? It was our recap episode. He talked about maybe being spooked about the winning streak. That would be, gotcha. be no, good. I, so interesting. I, I actually didn't, didn't, didn't catch it. So that's funny that, that we were on the same page there, but I was curious and me and my, my partner who uh, I do my podcast with on Sunday nights, 
we uh, did a little bit of a rabbit hole. And the 2003 Patriots are the only team to win the Super Bowl uh, when they enter in the postseason, a sizable winning streak of eight games or more. Right. Yeah, when okay. Riley and I were talking to, to Mark last week, I said, I said something and I said, you know, I don't ever want to root against us, but I'm a little concerned. I mean, we're seven in a row and everything else. But the one question I wanted to ask you, and I wasn't, I wasn't certain. You said that we don't, we cannot get the first round by or, or we, or. Well, Casey would have to lose to either yeah. um, uh, Denver as a 14 point favorite or Jarrett Stidham next week. So right. I'm pretty much assuming that either Buffalo or Casey, because Buffalo controls their own destiny. They're the one seed right now, but they have to play us. Um, obviously this is, Obviously, this is a Bengals show, but I will tell you that was quite interesting. What the Raiders, uh, what the Raiders pulled uh, the other day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't see the Chiefs losing. So that's why. I mean, we'll do take care of our business, and we, if the Ravens win this week, we still need to win next week. We'll have to win Week 18. So, so we're not chances of getting into the one is is we need KC to help us, and I don't see that happening. So. Either way, next week, and we'll talk about this next week, um, I do like the spot for us. It, it really feels like Lamar has quit on Baltimore. I mean, I don't think he he might not even play again the rest of the year. I mean, it, it would be it, – it's crazy to say that because, like, they can – they they clinch the playoffs. He'll play in the playoffs, obviously, but, like, it just feels like he's kind of quit. Um, so, either way, it doesn't seem like he's going to play this week. So, if he's coming back for the first time in a month next week on the road against a team that has – had his number in the past. I, I, I like the Bengals' chances either way. I do too. Uh, but it, it does not seem like he's going to give it a go on Sunday Night Football this week, which is weird because he was supposed to come back last week and he didn't. And yeah, a lot of I, – I think there's a lot of turmoil in Baltimore right now that they're not talking about. Right. No, they tend to keep – Harbaugh's good about keeping his stuff, you know, in-house. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. This is a show by fans, for fans. So please support us. Hit the thumbs up on the video and uh, subscribe and hit the bell for the uh, for the alert. So let's get and right Mark, into Mark, it. Mark, Mark, sorry to interrupt real quick. Jake, I think you need to turn your volume up just a little bit more, I think. It's a little faint. I can hear you, but not great. Cool. Um, so. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, this is an interesting week, obviously, because you got the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, for us folks out here in Los Angeles, uh, you know, only a couple hours before uh, kickoff back in Cincinnati. So, Riley and I are going to head off to the game, but we got to have to uh, hopefully a uh, Utah blowout and uh, we'll get out of there early and get home to see the uh, see the who day. That's the plan. I like Utah in that game myself, so I've already got bets down on that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you, uh, you, you only missed the beginning of the game. Um, before I forget, I want to get into, I, did anybody watch Zach, uh, Taylor's presser today? Uh, I okay. So, so I caught his presser. He talked about them having a plan for, uh, obviously earlier in the week, he put to bed the rumors about, uh, about Whitworth coming out of retirement, which <laughs> would have been, um, I didn't think about this. And then somebody on Twitter reminded me the Rams still have the rights, we would have to clear waivers. It would never get to us if he if he did come out and hit the hit the waiver wire. And we can't work out a trade because it's past the trade deadline. So it's not like we can give the Rams a sixth or seventh rounder and take wit and do all that. So it, it's not going to happen. I mean, if it does, it's not going to be this year. So, so I I I saw that and I was like, this is no way. This like this, right. This is not real. Like I cannot believe people are talking about this and. Hey, like we're, the Bengals have confidence in Isaiah Prince and Hakeem Dennedy. Yeah, and that and, and that's right exactly. I mean, they trotted these guys out like they trotted these guys out for the Super Bowl last year. Like, what do you think they're actually going to do? Like, 
sign someone off the street. No, they were comfortable with them in the Super Bowl last year. Right. And, you know, obviously brought in a better replacement and he's hurt. But next man up, it happens. Right. Well, so, so it know, did. And that's for, exactly- for Collins. And it was not a great year for him, but it was great in the run game. I, I'm thinking hopefully a healthy offseason after surgery. He comes back like himself. He's only like 28. So he's really oh. still in his prime. Um, and the Bengals signed him for two years, right? So we have him for one more year. Yeah, and and you know what? We are. You know what that deal was? Ronnie Collins was enough, but I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, I think it was too. But I think, but we also when we signed Cap and Caros, we also got in uh, in Kappa. We got a guy who's like in his late twenties. So those were two great signings because those guys can literally be here for years to come, and that's that's why I like that so much. Um, Riley said three. Okay, three. Yeah, Collins is Collins is three. Kappa was three. I, I think I'll say this. I think Alex Kappa is the best offensive player they've signed in free agency in my lifetime. Um, like I was going back and, and looking at it, and I don't think they've signed. Like he's been awesome. I mean, the the things he does in the run game, being able to you know run out there and use his athleticism, and you know he hasn't missed. A, I don't think he's missed like a single snap all year. I mean, the guy's just been so versatile, so so durable. He's awesome. And Karras too has been all. I mean, all three of them. Really good. I mean, the rookie. I'm, I'm curious, you know, while you guys call, while Mark calls us super fans, I, I, you two really are super fans. I'm curious. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jonah Williams on the on that left side, and I'm just curious. Do you, do you guys see the same thing I do? I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to support him, and I, you know, I know he's was a top draft pick out of Alabama, but I, I'm just not seeing premier talent on the left side like a lot of other elite left tackles. Yeah, I mean, so they have him for another year because they, they they picked up the option as a right. first-round pick. So his fifth year will be next year. So they'll make a decision on whether or not to bring him back. It, it does seem like they're going to need to address left tackle in the future. I, I don't know if Jonah is really the guy. He's gone through, like, a lot of um, mechanical changes the last couple of years, but he's played hurt a couple of times. I, I, I think he's a fine left tackle. He's certainly above average, right. but what definitely are- not the, the staple – Alabama, you know, blue collar guy that they thought of when they took him ninth overall, um, or I think it was 11th overall, 11th, it seems like yeah. ages ago, you know, he missed his whole rookie year and has been Joe Burrow's blindside protector his whole career. And I think he's done a good job. I mean, his pressure numbers have always been solid. Um, his efficiency numbers have been okay. And I think this year he's working on some, some, some new mechanics as are, as is everybody as you know, the whole offensive line next to him is brand new. And we saw that at the beginning, at the beginning of the year when he was really struggling. You know, Volson was new, Karras was new, Kappa was new, obviously Collins was new. Don was the only returning guy. Yes, that's, that's not easy to do. So respect to him for for figuring it out and getting better as the year has gone on. But you know, it's the NFL; things are constantly changing. No one's job is is safe long term. Well, I'd say give it another year and let's see what another year under Pollock will do for him and. We'll make a decision next year. I don't see him as the elite level, but yeah, he's very serviceable tackle. And obviously we wouldn't pay him elite tackle money, but I, you know, uh, we don't have anybody better in terms of, you know, if we draft, we have to groom and I, we're not going to be getting one of the premier tackles because now we're drafting at the back of the rounds now. So, you know, we're not going to be there to draft eighth or ninth unless we trade up and we historically don't move around the board a whole lot. So it's, it's the second most important position on the field. So if they like him, they'll they'll give him the money he he's going to get on the open market. And it seems like maybe they, well, maybe they franchise tag him. 
after yeah, buy another year, maybe two more years. But I, yeah. I, I think they like Jonah. I think we like Jonah. It's just a little disappointing because he missed his whole rookie year and then never really was ever elite, but he's never been bad. I mean, Jonah, I mean, Joe I Burrow has been protected. The blind side has been protected, especially this year, very well on this winning streak. And Jonah's a big part of that. Jonah can run. He's athletic. He's smart. Um, yeah, I, I think Jonah's fine. That's not, that's not you know, a really an issue that I'm really concerned about. Let me get through and finish the rest of the Zach's presser. So he spoke exactly what you said, Adenna J and Prince. Next man up, we have these guys. Pollock's worked with them, you know, and just expressed, uh, you know, that's where we're headed. Um, he has uh, high expectations for the fans this week. Uh, expects them to be the 12th man. He says it's been electric. This is a playoff atmosphere. I really expect the jungle to be rocking. Uh, Monday night said our night games have been well-received you know, in town. And he says the team is focused on Monday night and Hurst has looks good. He said he, he said, now bear in mind when you're looking at the injury report and that's why I don't want to put a whole lot of weight on it. We're a day early because we're playing Monday. This is really Wednesday's practice, not Thursday's practice. So we'll know more tomorrow and Friday, but he said Hurst looks good. Um, and then just talked about the energy that Hayden Hurst brings to the team, that he's going to be welcome back. I mean, they they miss him. They said just when he makes a, a simple catch, he charges up the team. You all see that when you're when he's on the field playing. So um, and I think Burrow misses him. I think that's been a big thing. Burrow's look for him on key third downs. Hurst has been there to make the catch or to get us into a second and short on first down when they're locked in on chase or trying to shut down the run. Hurst has been there for big catches. So I really think that that we've missed him in the last few weeks. So, so oh, and yeah. that's no, there's that's, there's no doubt there. Hurst has been a huge security blanket on in short yard situations. That's like the new. The Bengals kind of running the modern West Coast offense, and the tight end is a big is a big piece of that over the middle, and that's been a big void. So it's got to get Hurst back because Bills have a very good tight end themselves too. So, so it'll, right. it'll certainly be a uh, a nice battle between the two. Right, and the last thing um, on piece of news was just you know Burrow can break Drew Brees's uh, completion record, single season completion record through seventeen games. We have eighteen, and and Brees's was through seventeen. So, but uh, we have an opportunity to do that this week. So. That's uh, that's all I have in the news, Jake. Did you have anything to add? In terms of news, well, that's funny you mentioned about records. I think Joe Burrow, it might be one more game where he, he gets to 1,500 passing attempts. That's when you're eligible for all-time leaderboards. Um, if he's not already there, he can spike his next, like, 15 passes and still be the all-time NFL leader in completion percentage once he gets to 1,500. That's how much of a gap. Wow, he has on second place. Yeah, talk about a first three years as a starter. Yeah, oh, that's that's all. You know, it doesn't surprise me. So, so um, all right. Well, let's get into previewing this game. Um, uh, obviously the top things losing Collins. Um, you know, I have concerns about a Dene J and Prince holding up to what is it? Uh, Rousseau and uh, Shaq Lawson. I mean, these guys, identity is a little undersized. So and you're talking about larger defensive ends. So yeah. I don't know who he's matched up against. I mean, the has good footwork and, and mechanics th thanks to Frank Pollock, but he's still, uh, he's still an undersized guy. So that concerns me. The whole defensive line concerns me really. This is a battle that I don't think the Bengals have had all year because normally when they play the Browns, they play, uh, the Steelers, you target one guy. When you're playing Baltimore, it's a little different, more similar to Buffalo because they have a lot of guys. With Buffalo, it's on steroids. 
And we're very, very fortunate uh, that Von Miller is out of this game. It's kind of affected Buffalo a little bit going into the playoffs. They've kind of figured it out. They go six or seven deep. They they have three or four guys on the edge. They go Rousseau, Epinesa, Lawson. And then they get the inside. You have Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones. I mean, these guys are Pro Bowl caliber players. And they have four or five of them. So, you know, the tackles are going to be, you know, walking on eggshells. And the, the interior guys are going to, try their best to, to make sure that, you know, the gaps are filled and, and Joe Burrow doesn't have any instant gap pressure because that was what affected them in the playoffs last year against Tennessee and the Rams. Um, so this is a matchup that I don't think the Bengals have really had this year in just terms of all of the athletes that Buffalo has to attack the quarterback. Yeah. What I, no, think is really, Go ahead. what I think is really nice, though, is that you've got, you've got Hurst back, obviously, as we just talked about. Hopefully he holds up. And then what you can do is you can use one of the backs to as, as the chip and everything else, and you don't have to worry about them rolling out and catching those swing passes because, let's be honest, P. Ryan and, uh, and Nixon have been huge in the pass game, you know, sure. for the safety valve. And at least you've got – if you got – and then you put Irwin in there and you've got another receiver. I, I mean, we're just – I think we uh, – you know, that's one of the things we may have to do is, is just chip and, uh, and, and, and help from the, uh, from the backs. If we're talking about in the secondary, it looks like Jordan Poyer is dealing with a knee injury right now. So who knows if, if he'll play, if he'll be fully healthy when he plays. And he's their free safety. He's their interception leader. So if we don't have to deal with him just ball hawking in the back, then we can get those passes out quicker. Don't need as much time for Burrow in the backfield. Yeah, well, he's. I have a feeling he's going to play because they reported it in the same way last week. He did play last week, but he played sparingly. He only had one tackle. So, you know, they only needed him as they used him. He didn't play full time, but I suspect we're going to see him this week. So, like I said, the, the injury report is basically a day early. So, you know, we're going to know more tomorrow and Friday because of the Monday game. So I'll we'll have to keep an eye on it, but... I always go into it assuming he's going to play, but yeah, it would be a big thing if he wasn't. I'm not rooting for anybody to be injured, but you know, um, you know. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow with Poyer. I mean, this is a secondary that is without Micah Hyde. They've been without him the whole year with a neck injury. Tredavious White has not really felt like himself, but he's still a pro ball, all pro corner. We're kind of waiting for him to to get back to himself, and maybe he shuts down Jamar Chase, and then we're all sad. But I don't think that's happened. But no, this this Buffalo defense has certain definitive ways where you can beat them. And um, this is not the Bills defense of last year. I think they're really good. But losing Von Miller just really it hurt them a lot. Them so much. Uh, and and we, we've seen that. Like, I, I thought the Bears did, did an okay job of, of really stressing the outside and putting pressure where the Bills are weak. And the Bengals have, you know, way better players than the Bears have. And it's just it's going to come to a point where you can't defend all these players and i i i think we're in, we're in the the recipe for a shootout here on, on monday night yeah it's a- i've been saying it all year when will we see an elite t higgins and i will tell you he stepped up last game and you can see that he has the ability to be a number 1 now he's a 1b on this team i think he obviously had to chase but it was really nice to see him play big last week and he did yeah, well, both of these teams, one of the things that Zach stressed in his press conference today is that both these teams are loaded. And on the defensive side, both these teams play as a unit. 
So they'll lose a piece here, they'll lose a piece there, but they do, they, they're fast, they play well. And he said they're a lot like us when, when he was talking about the Bills' defense today. Um, you know, they're, they're top 10 defense and they're number two scoring defense. So I think this is, this is as evenly matched a game as, as you're going to see. Both teams are loaded with weapons and, uh, and both teams can put up points and both defenses play fast and as a team, as a whole unit. So this yeah, is, I mean, we, that's kind of what the, the one thing that I kind of wanted to bring to this show and talk about how even these two teams really are. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the playmakers. We can talk about the offensive line who, you know, neither offensive line has star talent, but they're good. They've protected their star quarterbacks. Both teams have guys that can get, get the quarterback. Both teams have guys that can, that can, you know, back down passes, make clutch tackles. Both <laughs> defensive coordinators are very good. Lou Anarumo, Leslie Frazier, but it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I mean, th- this game is going to come down to one of the two guys making more plays in the fourth quarter. That's just how it's just how it goes with these matchups. Um, I could see either team maybe winning by double digits if you know one team really, really just drops an egg and lays a, like or lays an egg or drops a donut. But I, it's it's going to come down to one of the two quarterbacks. These two teams are very even. Every power public power rating model that I have ever looked at has these two teams dead even. Um, yeah. That's just how it is. And and I, I think the odds that we play him again are higher than the odds that we don't play him again, you know, in, in the middle of January. So it's, it's, these two teams are, like, this is a team that had the best odds to win the Super Bowl preseason and they didn't even make it there last year. That's how, that's how good, you know, Vegas, right. everyone thought they were and they are really good. I haven't really gotten that out of them since their really hot start. They've been playing roller coaster ball. Josh Allen, um, I'm going to say this. I love Josh Allen. I think he's really good. But uh, the turnovers in the red zone, they're going to get to him eventually. Right. They're going to get to him. Well, and, and, and so here's an important question. What's the line, boys? Well, it's, wait, wait, wait. We're not done. We're not done previewing, though. So let's talk about a couple of things. That you want to, he wants to jump straight to the, to the score predictions. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was I looked at the Buffalo losses. And if you look at them, you know, they lost to Miami early on third week of the season they lost to uh the jets you know right after their bye week um both of them you know three close games 21 the 21 19 2017 in those games the bills helped their opponents they turned like jake said they turned the ball over in the red zone they committed key penalties i mean buffalo that's you've got to make them that kind of team you have to, you know, you have to make it small ball and make them that kind of team to beat them. Um, if you get into a shootout, then this is a coin flip game. It really is. If we're, if we're going to get into a who has the ball last, if it's going to look like the the KC Buffalo playoff game of last year, it's like, okay, who has the ball last? But but uh, if you want to beat them in a down and dirty game, you gotta the, the, you gotta make them. You gotta force some turnovers, get some penalties. You know, that's how they've lost their games. When you look at their losses, you know, only, only the Minnesota game is a high-scoring game, 33-30. Josh Allen is a roller coaster quarterback, and I think if you actually uh, dive into it, he's not a Mahomes. He's not that – like, there, like there's five guys that are in the same tier, but, but, like, Josh Allen is closer to Burrow than he is to Mahomes. As much good as there is, and everyone says, oh, only Josh Allen does this. Then he, he'll try to just run 50 yards out of the pocket and flip it to a running back and overthrow him by five yards and it right into a, a defensive back's 
hands and he's and everyone's like how the like what the fuck man like why would you do that and, like there's a lot of good with josh allen also a lot of bad it's the give it's, it's giveth and taketh um but the, the bengals have to force him to make those mistakes and yeah they've done that with mahomes they've done that with a lot of good quarterbacks the last couple of years you know on these runs that, that they've had and now on the super long winning streak and it's, it's a big challenge because you have to pay attention to him for eight to ten seconds on every every time he touches the ball because anytime he touches the ball the play can extend for x amount of seconds and just gas the defense and they have to the offense has to get long drives like if they hold the ball for, for a good amount keep that defense off the field um keep them rested which they didn't do they had like there's been some occasions where the offense just constantly was going three and out and the defense was gassed and they were constantly just saving their asses but um long drives i would say third and longs are keys uh, for the Bengals in this game yeah i was watching espn this morning uh before i got out of bed to go work and uh, they were talking about who's got the most pressure on him and they were talking about josh allen just in terms of the guaranteed contract and you know for a super bowl win and it's uh you know that pressure sometimes can take its toll on some players yeah, I mean, this time next year, that'll be Burrow. He'll have that that long, that big-time contract this time next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, this it's the mold of the NFL. You got you to gotta pay the quarterbacks. And all these guys are gonna are getting bajillions of dollars, and only one of them can win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Yep. You know, one of the things that we'll talk about, I don't want to go into it now, but I want to make a mental note of it. We can come back and circle back on it later. The teams that are giving these types of large contracts are not as good as they were previously. And, you know, Mahomes does not have as much talent around him once he got his contract. You look at Russ Wilson. I mean, you once you give that 34, 35, 40, 45 million dollars, it, it takes its toll on trying to put together a full roster. It's something we'll talk about another day. I think it's important to talk about. Yeah, it's why it's so hard to win in the league long term. I mean, what the Patriots did for 20 years will never, ever be replicated. It's not possible. I mean, it's just so ice opening and even Brady was taking pay cuts which will never happen ever again right um because of you know how much money is is in the league and it just keeps getting more valuable every single year exponentially but that's just why it's so hard to win long term it's you know you go with the punches you have the quarterback and as long as you have this quarterback and a couple of other really good players that you keep them it doesn't matter who else you have you'll be in contention every single year right let's keep that core together I always look at the cowboy model with Irvin Smith you know, and uh, Aikman, and you keep that, that core together. And I mean, they won four Super Bowls, you know, so. All right. All right. So now, Heath, we'll do the score predictions. Would you like to lead off? I know you're not the gambling person that we are. Riley actually, Riley actually looks at the numbers more than I do. I, I got to be honest with you. I, uh, I, I, I don't love, I, I like my money more than I like uh, gambling. So I don't, I don't gamble. Okay. So, are we gonna get a prediction out of Riley, or are are uh, are we gonna get a predi- a Goldman prediction here? That's what I'm asking. Are you gonna give us one or no? Let's go to Jake first, and I'll get one together. <laughs> All right, Jake, you want to go, or you want me to go? I think I went first I'll last go. time. You go. Okay, I'll go first this time. Um, I, I think it's crazy because we pick the Bengals every week, but they don't lose. So I kind of feel I kind of feel shitty keeping like such a homework picking them every week, but um. I, I don't I think we're better than the Bills. Like I, I really do. This is this is a game that's at home. I mean, if we have to go to Buffalo in four weeks, I, I I'm gonna find a really hard time picking us. But 
they have to come here or not here, but they have to come to Cincinnati. And I think the crowd is going to be up for it. And the Bengals start fast. Uh, I have 34, 31 Bengals. Okay. All right. I actually have a similar score, but I, I have 30, 26. And I think we're going to both teams. I read a lot of the fantasy stuff, not to uh, because for fantasy football, but it gives me a lot of over-unders. What's the projection on quarterbacks? Both of these teams project out for three touchdowns. I mean, they're so similar on output that, I mean, I obviously like the over, um, but, but I just see, and, and it's going to be a turnover penalty. Something big late is going to change it. But I, I, like I said, I've got this as a very close game and a high scoring game. I, I'm hoping we can run the ball and keep the Bills on the sideline. And um, yeah, and I'm hoping the energy is electric. You know, the Bills have had, let's see, I'm trying to see how many of their losses were road losses. The Miami, first Miami loss is a road loss. First Jet loss is a road loss. So the only uh, and the only home so they only uh, the only home loss was Minnesota last minute at the end of the game. So what's the weather? What's the weather expected? Do we know? Uh, has anybody bothered to look? Right now, it's supposed to be okay. Weather should not be an issue. So unlike Buffalo. <laughs> so yeah, unlike Buffalo. So hey, it works again right, too. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna go with a 30-24 win. Um, for the Bengals. Uh, I feel like we're going to get a late score to just open up the gap a little more. I know a lot of the games have been close for both teams, at least when it's good defenses competing against each other. Um, but I think it's a close game. We're keeping the ball or late turnover that they're trying to come down and score again. And I think it'll be a little bigger than one field goal. So I'm going 30-24. No, I actually have a real, and this is a personal side thing, but you know, I have a bet on Burrow to win MVP and uh, I would very much like to cash that bet. I got 11 to one, a hundred bucks down. Um, I think this is the game that separates him. I mean, if he were to beat Mahomes and Allen in the regular season and he gets his team into the two seed, how, how do you not, how do you not have him over those two guys for MVP? I don't hey, let's go back to that little I mean, nugget. Uh, gonna... Let's go back to that little nugget that uh, Jake gave us in the beginning here on this long win streak. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I would love the game to go all the way down to the, the end and lose by one point or something and have to not have uh, to worry about Baltimore next week because I want to smack this. this no, it's too it's too important because you have to think ahead. Yeah, and like this game is going to decide where you uh, w decide whether or not you have to travel or not for the divisional round. Yeah, this gets us not still thinking way too ahead. But if if they if they are fortunate enough to win to win one playoff game, and it would be very nice to have to not go on the road uh, to Buffalo. Which yeah, here's seems the question: impossible. Is Jake starting to put Joe Burrow in that uh, in that Tom Brady uh, world? You know that he's the one that did it uh, the time. Well, Tom Brady never had to go into Buffalo and win a playoff game. You know, as he's had to go into <laughs> some pretty bad environments, but not even Tom Brady. I mean, the Buffalo Bills never really never made the playoffs like ever. Right, the Patriots were good. But yeah. All right, last I also question. have the. Bar I'll take. I would like to win this game. I would like to secure the two seed, and that gives us that second. We would only have to go on the road to Kansas City for the AFC Championship. So it's that. no brainer. Hey, real quick before we uh, close out here, Mark, uh, Jake, how uh, how uh, upset was uh, Tracy last week? It was getting you know, close it, there it was for a, a while. It was a weird vibe because, like, that whole game, I was like, not, like, 
we're not going to lose. I mean, we've been dominating this game for 50 minutes, but there's no way we lose. And then even when Chase fumbles, I'm like, well, we're still not going to lose. And then I think that we had like a dumb penalty and then it's first and goal. And I'm like, well, shit. So like, right. she wasn't even like, she wasn't even watching. She was like, well, you better be nice to your brother while we were up like 40 points. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> right. Like, and, and then they come back and yeah. Get the Von. So it's a good strip. thing I, I was on the recap. Cause I was, I was a little flustered and a little pissed off after kind of the reactions to Twitter and, not accepting the fact that the Bengals completely dominated that game for, sure. for the entirety of it. Yeah. Oh, no, Brady, it took Brady, a, it took a fluke bounce pass to catch it. I mean, every, every high variance play went the Patriots way for like 25 straight minutes coming out of halftime. And it was so annoying. Yes. Brady, Brady leans with Tracy for football. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's big Patriots. So, all right. Well, all right. Please check out. We will be back right after the uh, right after the game, Heath. I guess we'll uh, wherever you are. If you get home from the Rose Bowl, we'll do the recap. Um, Jake, please, if you're available, join us. Are you going to be here on the West Coast? Or are you back? I'll uh... be here on the West Coast, but I don't know where I'm watching the game yet. So I'll, I'll get back to you on it. All right. So let me know. But we will to put up our recap right after the game. Please check out the Jake Circus podcast. And uh, and uh, with that, we got a we. This is a big game Monday night. Let's bring it home. I'm going to say good everybody, good day, and have a happy and safe New Year's. Take care. Absolutely.